0: Hi, this is We Make It Work, and this is a podcast where I interview guests every week about how they work flexibly and how they make it work. And my guest this week is someone who helped me a lot in my last job. She's a recruiter, but very different to any other that I've ever worked with. I felt she actually understood what kind of person I was looking for, which was very evident when I got to interview the candidate. Not only that, she also seemed to care about the candidates she put forward, and they were very mindful of their own lives outside of job hunting. So I thought most recruiters always said that, but um, I felt my guest actually demonstrated this to me. So today she's going to talk about how she works flexibly running her own recruitment business and how technology has helped her finally branch out on her own after 20 years in the recruitment industry. Hello, Sarah.
1: Hello, Tuhar. How are you? I'm very well, thank you.
0: Cool. Oh, brilliant. So, could you explain to our listeners um, what you do and how you work flexibly?
1: Yes, sure. So, I set up Rockpool Recruitment, which is my own business, last November um, 2018. Um, I had been working in recruitment for 22 years, Um, I was fortunate that my previous employer did allow me to work flexibly and that I worked part time um, initially three days a week when my children were very small and then moving up to four four and a half days um, towards the end of my time with them Um, but I found even though I was able to work part time I was consumed with guilt when I was at work I was feeling guilty that I wasn't there for the important parts of what I felt I needed to be there for my children I couldn't go into school and read with them like other mums were doing um not being able to attend every single concert or um, nativity scene although I I I did you know make 99% of them but um but you know it was just that feeling guilty about leaving to do that or leaving early because one of them was sick um and then uh, yeah at home on my days off feeling guilty that my team were working in the office and i was at at home so i although i was allowed that um flexi- flexibility and my employer never made me feel um like i was doing a bad job I I had a personal I had a a personal struggle with it just in a turmoil yeah i've just you know feeling angsty about um you know e- each side um and I always knew I wanted to work for myself. I always, always knew that. And um, I'm three years off of 50. Um, I would have been mortified, I think, if I'd still been employed at, at that point. i have been with my previous company for 18 years. And Woo. just over time, I, uh, you know this companies change and feelings change and I I just felt like I just really wanted to do something for myself I'm very very passionate about what I do thank you so much for your kind words about the experience of of working with me that was really really lovely to hear and that was exactly what exactly what I I would I would really hope people felt that it was really lovely to hear you say definitely um Mm -hmm. and I was feeling more and more that I couldn't give that kind of level of service where where I was and and so yeah when I when I set up last November um, it was a big big leap of faith like I said I'd been there for 18 years um, but I was really really sure I was going to be able to do it um, and a big part of my focus was that I was not going to have that guilt you know I'd be working for myself and I could choose that balance and 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 get that right, and um, I'm really, really thrilled. Like it, it's gone so far; it's gone far better than I could ever have imagined. Oh, that's amazing! And I'm that's really just—I I feel like,
0: I mean, I, I, yeah, go. On. Sorry, now I just
1: want to say I feel like I—I I have got that balance, um, and and that's the biggest change is that I don't have that guilt. I don't, you know, yeah. if if I'm not at my desk working. I don't feel guilty because it's only me that I'm, I'm not, you know. That I'm not, you know. I, I will always make sure my clients are okay, and I'm honest with them about where I'm at with things. Um, but it also has enabled me to be there further for people because I actually work really well in the evenings, and a lot of candidates need to be there because it, it, that's the only time they can speak in the evenings. A ah, yeah. Away speaking to recruiters at their desk, and yeah, it's very difficult for them to find time to have quality conversations. So. Yeah. Um, actually it works in I would say I'm probably there more than I was Um, yeah uh, yeah it's working really well
0: and you're probably capturing candidates at a more relaxed time as well as like they they don't have a meeting that they've got to run into or um, the next deadline that they've got it's their own time to reflect and review okay what is it that I really want and what is it that I want from that company and what can I offer and yeah you're right it's getting that quality out of people isn't it that yeah um, that's important recruitment oh cool
1: yeah so, so absolutely like
0: a well,
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, in recruitment, people work late into the evening, and they will be taking calls oh, from yes, recruiters. So I'm probably not doing anything differently there. Mm. Um, but for from my point of view, what I've been able to do is then, you know, I'm not having to work eight or nine, ten hours in the office, and then carry on that work into the evening. Right. I'm yeah. I'm ha- having to so that I keep balance in my life. I'm having to not be working eight hours a day, so I can fit school runs in and helping with homework. Mm cooking tea and you know I so I'm not working as many hours during the day um but I will be working you know some evenings perhaps where I where I didn't um previously so it's just getting that it is just getting that balance and I I have suffered over the years with anxiety and depression and that's always and now at at the age of 47 I'm kind of getting to know the triggers for me and stress is a big one Um, and sometimes you don't realize that 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 you are stressed until you're out of it you know sometimes yeah. it, it's sort of a month down the line you go oh my goodness I've just been through all of that and and I, I thought I was fine. And then it catches up with you. Um, so I know for me, I have to get that balance. And if it means that um, I'm going to have to turn a client away or I have to, you know, I, I can't at this stage when I'm when I'm working mainly on my own, um, then I have to make that call. But I will always do right by the client and the candidate um, and, and won't compromise on my service. So I just have mm-hmm. to be really, um, you know, really um, true, to, true to myself in order to provide the right service to people.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're very, you know what your values are and you're sticking to them, basically, yes. which is good. Yeah. Like they're very good yeah. values. Um, so, in terms of like, oh, there's a lot of themes that you've spoken about that a lot of my other guests have talked about too. It's the, the guilt. Yes. And um, also looking for, um, oh, what's the other thing? Oh, depression, anxiety. Yeah. And um, I think people, tend to speak more about them now and yes in reality they are they are problems that we all need to help each other out with basically. Yeah. Um and look at other ways of living with them or dealing with them. Yeah.
1: Cool.
0: So um in terms of like because so if you've only started in November, that's only yeah. a few months, Yeah. Um, I love all your branding stuff. I, I also like the LinkedIn videos that you do. I, yes. like, I like your dog. your pig, yeah. I have a little bit of the, um, <laughs> the dog in there. Um, in terms of like getting other people to help you, have yes. you had help with the branding and setting up those videos?
1: So um, I use a company called Shake Studios. Um, who have helped me help me do all of that? They've set me up with some templates and they've done my videos and animations. But then I choose all of the content. So all the photographs I post on the job for the jobs, um, I, I I do all that myself. So I use the template that they've made. Shake Studios have made for me. Um,
0: oh, brilliant! But
1: then, but then I, I I essentially and that, that's where I'm trying to be a bit different as well um, by using eye-catching images um which i don't think you know i i'm trying to steer away from the standard office stock shots um because i think linkedin is consumed with them now and i and i catch somebody's eye and it's not necessarily catching the eye of the person who'd be good for that job but catching the eye of somebody who might know somebody who's good for that job and i in these days these days people are sharing information on social media so much and I've I have made a lot of my introductions to clients through friends tagging in Facebook or um, forwarding on a LinkedIn uh, message so so yeah I haven't I haven't had um, I've used a I've used a design agency Shake Studios to do all of my my
0: I think it's industry. such a good idea to run yeah. like your branding theme through it because yeah. if you are if you're maintaining your values um from what you had and carrying on to your own business it's almost as if that that branding will become synony- synonymous with that value, as it were. Yes. So, yeah. Um, I hope yeah so. No. Definitely. No. I think I definitely think it's different, and I noticed on oh, my LinkedIn feed. So I would carry on with. We'll okay, like. <laughs> um, And then in terms of oh, and I would do more videos as well. Do you think?
1: Yeah. oh I find oh, them a little good. bit difficult to do I know. talking to the camera, but it's I guess painful. I've
0: just got. Yeah. <laughs> I know it is painful, and it's not. Uh, it's not like what's the word natural. natural it doesn't feel natural, natural is it? yeah. But I think you need to get over it because yeah. it's you people. I want you people. You need people to buy into you, yes. and you are a very good uh, recruiter. So yeah, you you. It's I think videos is a good way to yeah. sell you, as it were. Um And then in terms of because when I. Uh, first met you it was through yes. the travel industry yeah it's your recruitment agency
1: just travel or um, are you I, out i'd say it's 90% travel and that is what i have done for 20 years so recruiting all levels of people within the travel industry across all sectors so admin accounts marketing travel consultants up to ceo level um But when I first started, I had restrictions um, on who I could approach Mm -hmm. from my previous employer, which um, I I was clearly going to stick to. And so a lot of travel companies I couldn't speak with. um, And I just started advertising on Facebook and, and I had a some local businesses um, come to me and I have started recruiting for quite a few local businesses. I'm, I'm based in Dorking. I'm from Ryegate for 20 years. I was in Ryegate, so I know quite a few people in those areas and actually I've had Lots of people come to me with office based positions, again, marketing, admin, uh, accounts, positions um, within the local area. So not just travel, but I, I, I would say my specialism is in, is travel, but I've placed with an oil company, a software company, a property management company. Oh, brilliant. Furnie, so all sorts of different. And, I, and my what I've learned is that recruitment is is, is recruitment, whatever sector you're, you're working in, you have to listen to what the client needs and listen to what the candidate wants and make that match. And um, so I've been able to, to yeah, to branch out a bit, but my main specialism is the travel industry.
0: Okay, so um, because you've got a wealth of experience in um, in recruitment, I th- thought it'd be quite interesting to hear whether you've noticed there's been a, a change in demand for flexible working.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen. Um, I think where that has, where that comes from, is that obviously technology has enabled us all to work from anywhere in the world. Um, my my husband's a project manager. He works from home, but all his clients are in America. His suppliers are in India, and his head office is in is in Ireland. Um, and he works in the garden. Um, and uh, so he, you know, so it does enable us to be able to. Um, work from anywhere, essentially. And what I have found is more travel clients that I've been speaking to have been asking me for home workers um, and flexible workers where... The skill shortage in their area um, is such that they're, they're needing to rethink how they're attracting people. Um, and more and more travel companies um, are looking for home workers um, that can, you know, sit, sit at home, whether that's in Glasgow or Cornwall or Kent, um, and do that job. And um, as if they were set, sat in the office with their team. Um, and how they set up those those workers is different. You know, some will be just working office hours, so the only flexibility being allowed there is your location, but others will be looking at part-time. And I've been absolutely flabbergasted at how many part-time roles I have filled since I've set up. Oh, um, right. That's definitely, definitely on the increase, because I think people are realising that actually... Um, there are so many, and I, I don't want to be sexist here, mm-hmm. but essentially, a a lot more. I think females will be looking for part time than males, um, because of them. Uh, m- most most women, I, I, I guess, are, are um, the the juggling like the home, women. Women. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, know, I know that's not always the case, no. um, yeah. but. Um, and, and these women are so, so talented like, and have so much experience, but they can't work full time or they don't want to work full time or, or they can't afford to work full time because the childcare is as much as, you know, I worked for two years um, part time, but my salary was exactly the same as my nursery bill. And I did that. Because although I wasn't earning any money for to contribute into the family, I knew it would then keep my job open for me for when the children didn't need nursery care anymore, and when they started to go to school, I would then have a flexible job. Um, right. You know, looking back, I don't know whether that was worth doing. I don't know whether that was worth doing, but at the time, I was like, I, I, I just did it to make it to make it work. And oh, I don't, I, yeah. yeah. So, so, there's, but um, I've definitely seen an increase in companies um, accepting part-time. Like sorry my headset just fell off are you okay can you hear me oh yeah, yeah I can hear you yeah. um and uh yeah so my so sorry in, in answer oh, yeah. to your question yes yeah. I have seen I've definitely seen an increase in in companies um looking for flexible workers
0: oh brilliant and then in terms of like oh just because you're a recruiter and just because you're yeah, here yeah. I've got this Um, perception because i've been looking for like part-time contract work yes um i find recruiters tend to like because there'll be there'll be jobs out there advertised as full-time contract but i'll look at it and i'll think well i've got experience in doing this i'm overqualified to do this I think, like, I'll approach it, like, maybe I could do it four days a week.
1: Yes. And then I feel yeah.
0: like some recruiters are going, no, <laughs> they turn yeah. around.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, is and, it because and... it's
1: commission-based or? I, I think that's probably because they have the assumption, they're assuming that their client would say no. Mm. And sometimes recruiters are probably concerned about putting the wrong CV in front of the client especially if they use it if they're using several agencies they want to appear to have listened to the Mm -hmm. client and if the client has said this is a full-time role um, however I have this all the time um, and actually um, you know very recently I've had this a lot where People as talented as you who who clearly could probably do the job in two and a half days mm-hmm. that somebody else with less experience um, and less knowledge would maybe take four or five days to do a week. So I, I know exactly mm-hmm. where you're coming from. And mm-hmm. I think if you're, if the recruiter values your experience and knows how special your experience is and how valuable that experience mm-hmm. will be to the client, I will always say to the client, look, I appreciate fully that you want somebody full time. However, you know, this, this, candidate has got xyz um so i will always do that unless i've tried that a couple of times before and then they've always they've said no as i've said to you <laughs> it's just full-time um and maybe for whatever reason there just isn't there isn't scope for that to happen but no i i i agree with you entirely that there are positions that are advertised full-time whereas somebody with a lot more experience would be happy to work part-time um and we'll get the job done and some um cause that's I think part-time tend to work so much harder I mean I can remember I can remember feeling guilty about leaving my desk to go for lunch when I was part-time oh, yeah because I'm thinking oh I'm only part- I'm, I'm lucky to have a part-time job <clears throat> and I, so I must just sit here and feel guilty about going out to lunch for an hour oh, um, yeah. so which I think it's really common um, and oh, yet, ironically, yeah ironically the part-time workers are often um, some of the most successful mm. and can add the most value um yeah yeah so very conscientious
0: yeah and I think and also it makes them work smarter because they know okay I need to I know I need to produce a result and choose my um prove my value so yes yeah so they they will work smarter but I yeah I think you you put it actually better I'm probably not overqualified for the job it probably is because of the experience I have, yes, I could probably yeah. do a five day job in say three or four days yeah. rather. Yeah, but you, yeah, it's not that I'm overqualified. but well, also, no, I they
1: think- might see you, but actually, they might see a, a client might see you as overqualified, um, and think, well, this this candidate might only stay with us for three months because. Um, they might get bored because this job is something that they maybe did 10 years ago. But if it's a project and if it's part time um, and you can also then work in other areas in those other two days a week, then you know that that would be perfect for you. So it's it's just making sure everybody has all the facts, really. But I think also
0: that you've just highlighted something else that I think is really important is establishing that relationship because... You, as a recruiter, you've got to establish a relationship with a company who's yes. relying on you to find the right talent. But also with the people that you're trying to recruit, you've got yes. to establish a very good relationship because you've got yes. to know them and where they're coming from. And because I I think I, I want to work flexibly. And although I need a bit of flexibility from the employer, in return i offer flexibility because yes i wouldn't say oh i want to work four days a week and that's it every week i would say okay well there might be some weeks where i do three days a week but the next week i will do five days a week so yes. to make yeah. it up but I, yeah it's hard to have that conversation when you're when you're interviewing and because yes. sometimes yes. they're just like no i need someone five days a week nine to yes. five
1: yeah, but Many I and, but mm. I can also see that companies are changing on that as well. I think okay. you know it is um, a candidate short market, um, and it, it, to find good people is not easy. Um, so if a candidate can do the job and add enormous value, then I think companies have to change their mindset around flexible working in order to attract the best people, um, because I think they'll miss out on some extraordinary talent if they don't. Um, And I I do think companies are are changing, and I think as the next generation comes through, that will obviously change again, you know, enormously, and as technology advances again enormously, it's changing every you know every every month isn't it so it's um but no I I, but that really it does come down to the relationship as well making sure you fully understand what the client wants and what the candidate can contribute and what the candidate wants and having a good enough relationship to be able to discuss that on the candidate's behalf because like you said sometimes in an interview situation you might not feel like you want to ask those questions for fear of putting them off you um whereas if a if a recruiter can do that on your behalf um in a in in a good way then it, it can highlight things that the employer might not have even thought about previously um yeah yeah
0: definitely and so do you think is there any think like as candidates who want to work flexibly is there yeah. anything we can do to help companies change their minds about being i think flexible
1: I, I guess it, it, making sure that you have got um, a CV that reflects your I- examples of what you've achieved if you have already mm. worked flexibly. Um, I know that you've just completed a really lovely project, haven't you, Yeah, a, a contract? Um, so being able to, in a CV, um, not just put where you've worked but what you've achieved for that business Um mm. So, if, if a company needs somebody to implement a system or implement a an online strategy, or um, then you make sure that on your CV you have highlighted that. In in, I mean, this is this is kind of basic advice, but I think yes, some people yeah. just forget forget exactly. how important yeah. it is. But you know, if you have. Um, Being able to complete projects with terrific results, then making sure that you've got those results on there, whether it's monetary or um, a completion of a project or how much that project that you completed saved the company or how much it, it, you know, made the company. So just making sure that you have total transparency about what you have been able to achieve working flexibly. And if you're looking to make a move flexibly, then I guess just a, a candidate needs to make sure that they are um that they know what they what they want out of flexible working you know Mm. what their what their boundaries are going to be in terms of hours and pay and um and location and um but yeah I think in terms of helping the employer know what, what you can do just make sure your CV says that and also not being afraid to phone the company I think um company people for now feel like you can just send your cv and it goes into this big black hole of of um the job boards that you applied to but i i would i would recommend people making that contact with you know on linkedin now everybody's everybody's approachable on linkedin now um you know sending a little message saying i've just i've just um applied you know if you weren't going through a recruiter if you were yeah you were going Going direct yeah just make that connection um
0: because oh, yeah, that's sometimes really us, point. Yeah.
1: It, 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 that's what we used to do. We used to write <laughs> letters or ring up, or you know, and um, and you just make you know because if you're one of fifty CVs, then yeah. you need to make yourself stand out. So just making a connection inside a personal connection yeah. in some way, or and if it is to a recruiter, not just relying on the recruiter getting back to you from their inbox because their inbox might have a thousand emails in it, picking up the phone and speaking to that recruiter, checking they've got your application and giving them a reason to look at your cv you know it's that just that always that personal connection i think is vital
0: yeah i think this is brilliant because i think um you've just in the last five minutes just talked about digital transformation of how to get yourself um, a (laughs) job in the new digital age (laughs) and working flexibly but even though you're saying things that yeah this is what we always used to do um this is what you shouldn't yeah. be doing. Sorry, yeah. but because we're more digital now, and you've got things like LinkedIn, uh, what we used to do here, well, now that means doing it this way. So I think it's very important for you to um, and just not that. relying,
1: yeah, and just not relying on just emails and just applications, and I think just trying to, um, yeah, just to make every touch point personal is is really vital to make yourself stand out. Oh, brilliant.
0: Oh, great. So I think there's lots of advice there. So I'm definitely going to, um, I'm going to give it a try and I'll let you know, Sarah, how I get on. Good. Um, cool. So uh, I think that's all for today. Yeah. It's been lovely having a chat with oh, you. you. Um, so thank you and um, have a lovely rest of the week. Thank Bye-bye. you. And you too. Huh? Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. As always, if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share with others and rate on iTunes. I would love to hear from you, whether it's uh, feedback or if you've got any ideas for guests or anyone you think would be good on the show, let me know. You can email me on podcast at digitalseamstress.co.uk. You can also follow me on Instagram at the handle at wemakeitwork underscore. You can also search for us on LinkedIn Uh, with we make it work podcast i also have another feature where you can leave an audio message for me which i can then include in the show i would love for you to take part in the show in this way so to do that you need to go to anchor.fm slash we make it work with dashes in between the words we make it work forward slash message so just to clarify i'll spell out the whole url it's uh anchor.fm forward slash we dash make dash it dash work forward slash message and that they'll be in the show notes anyway the url and uh thank you for listening and bye